I'll say, like I've said all week, that the learning this week was sponsored very, very generously in memory of Carly Needle Lehrer, Saralea Bas Mordechai Bear, um, by her friends. And uh, the learning should be a schus, not only for her, but of course for all of Am Yisrael, in particular our soldiers, uh, the Anshebi Tachon, the security people. Um, the hostages, and really all of us in, in Klal Yisrael. Um, so I already mentioned we'll do questions at the end today. I uh, encourage you, I'm going to keep encouraging, but I think probably most of you are in the WhatsApp group if you have WhatsApp. If not, that's fine. Um, I'll put the link for that in the chat. I'll put the link for the source sheet in the chat, and I'm going to show the source sheet on the screen in just a minute also. Okay, okay, so we're so on really source sheet number two, but yep. I just want to say that today we're going to probably go to source sheet number five and six, so you'll okay. just know. Okay. Well, you mean we're going to start with two and then go to five and six? Yeah, well, we're just finishing something up, and we'll okay. go right to five and six, All right, just a tell whole me new where, idea. In tell me where, where to navigate, okay? Okay, so... Um, so we're on uh, page Kuf Bet, which is search uh, sheet number two, and it's um, one, two, three, four, um, four, one, two, three, four lines into the first new paragraph on the page. And Reb Chaim Shmulevitz is trying to bring proofs to an idea uh, that he expounded on. And is someone talking over there? I can't. Get it. Okay. <laughs> I muted uh, them. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, Chaim Shulevitz is trying to bring proof to an idea that he expounded on, which is that um, we're obligated to do as much as we can in, on any given in any given uh, situation, whether it's uh, spiritual or um, material. Um, but we always have to understand. And believe that God is going to make it happen. He do, he's the finishing product. And his biggest proof right now is from Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, the Medrash says, and again, for Chaim Shmulevitz and many others, the Medrash is basically, you know, giving us this idea. Even if we don't get it exactly from the text, but the Medrash is giving us this idea. And the Medrash says very clearly, which we had on, on the other page, that... Um, that Moshe Rabbeinu was feeling bad that he had nothing to do with the Mishkan, the building of the Mishkan. Everybody was contributing except Moshe. So God said, you're going to be involved in lifting up the Mishkan and making it stand. And obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't be able to do that himself. So God said, you're going to do what you need to do to make it stand, but I'm going to make sure it happens. Okay? So Chaim Shalevitz raised the question of, so... Moshe Rabbeinu really doesn't have anything to do with the Mishkan standing because God is making it happen. So even though it looks like Moshe is doing it, but to Moshe, he really had nothing to do with it. But Reb Chaim Shalavit said no, because everybody is doing just that in their lives. They are working towards something. God is making them ha making it happen. That's called you working, even though God made it happen. So he says Moshe Rabbeinu is no different. Moshe Rabbeinu is working on the Mishkan. So he says, 
in, in the fourth line from the new paragraph on page two, Ki bevadai masha zochelakach sha'al yodo hukaba mishkan min ha-shamayim, because certainly why Moshe Rabbeinu was merited that the mishkan should be um, lifted up through his hand from God, who rock, because he he um means to he he invested uh, in it's getting put up all the possible power that he had inside of him. means with all the power that he has. And only when the person is willing to do the shtadlus, until the nth degree of his ability, then he'll be zocha that God will make sure it happens. That is the real gibar. In other words, basically what he's saying is that since all of us are not really accomplishing anything, God is doing the accomplishment. Therefore, when Moshe Rabbeinu is working, all these uh, adjectives that Reb Chaim Shlutz is using very clearly states that God expects us to work as hard as we possibly can in order to make things happen, and then realize that it's not It's not my strength that's doing it. God is the one that is accomplishing. Okay? I'm not going to go through the last part, the next paragraph, but just to tell you, when he says, Ezu Gibora, Kovish is Yitzro, when in, in the Pirkei Avot, it says, who is a, a strong person, Kovish is Yitzro, he says it also doesn't mean it also doesn't mean a a, um, a person uh, who's actually um, uh, who's actually being kovish as yitzro. It's a person who's working on being kovish as yitzro, but he's doing all the work that he needs to um, subjugate his yitzhara, and then God, of course, takes over, and that's called the gibar. Not the the gibar is not because he accomplished it. God accomplished it because you need God to help you with the Yet Sahara. That's why we daven every day, Val Tashlit Bana Yet Sahara, right? Because you need God to help you do that with the Yet Sahara. It can't be done alone, but the work against the Yet Sahara has to be total, complete in what we, uh, what we have the ability to do, each person according to his strength. Okay, let's go on to five and six. Because here, Reb Chaim Shlod says something very interesting. He brings again a medrash, which he loves doing, and learning through the medrash. And the medrash here is very critical of Yaakov Avinu. Okay? But normally, we're going to see that. We normally are a little bit critical of Yaakov Avinu. We'll see why. But he goes off on a little bit of a different way of looking at it. So in page five, where I underlined, Yaakov was very afraid, right? And he was, you know, 
it was it was it was it was causing him like a panic, right? So right. Where, where is I this? Have on the screen. Uh, page five, which is page Kufmem Gimel and Sichas Hamusar. Yeah, that's here. That's so it. Which paragraph so, is it? Right, you have it at towards. Keep going down, down, okay. down, down. Right there, where I underlined it. You see. So uh, Miked, no up a little now? bit. No, no up. Go up a little bit. Okay. See, see it's underlined. Okay. Yep. That's where we are. Vayira Yaakov Mod Vayetzer Lo Vamru Chazal. Rav Huna Patach. Rav Huna opened up his drasha with the following pasuk: Machzik ba'ozne kelef over misaber al riv lo lo. Somebody. It says in Pirkei in Mishlei. Uh, some an interesting pasuk: A person who holds onto the ears of a dog, right, as he's passing, misaber al riv lo lo. He. He gets angry. It's like a person that gets angry on a argument that's not his. You know, a lot of times two people are arguing and a third person buds in angrily, right? It's not his argument. Why are you getting involved? So, when a dog is passing, why are you holding up? Why do you grab his ears? Let him just pass, right? God said thusly to Yaakov. Ladarko Hayamahalech, Esav is going on his way. Vatama Shalech Eitzlo, and you send messengers to him, Vomalo Ko Amar Avdachayakov. And you send messengers and say, Thusly Yaakov said. In other words, you get Esav's attention. Esav wasn't going out to fight Yaakov. It doesn't say he was doing that. Yaakov was suspecting that he would, and therefore he sent messengers. So the Medrash says, what do you want from Esav? He was doing his own thing, and then you got his attention. That's like with the dog. The dog is passing, and you grab his ears. Of course, eventually he's going to bite you, right? So Rav Chaim Shlevitz is going to learn up this midrash that seems to be critical of Yaakov. Limdunu chazal al Yaakov That's page six already. Limdunu chazal al Yaakov Chazal teaches that there was a, Tfiya um, means a complaint against Yaakov. God was complaining against Yaakov. Why? Because in reality, there was no Sakana here. And because when Yaakov saw um, Esav coming towards him to fight him, and he had 400 people with him, and every one of the 400 people, according to Chazal, had 400 other people, according to Chazal, it was 400 times 400, and therefore it was 180,000 people. Afal became Eloliore. He shouldn't have been afraid. Even on this, it says, Esau was going on his path. You got his attention by sending him, you know, uh, presents, by sending him messengers. And you got involved with a argument that had nothing to do with you. 
כי כן הוא אמס, גם כשעשב הולך להילחם בו בראש צבא גדול ועצום, אין זה נוגע אליו כלום. If Esav is coming to fight him, normally you would say you have to protect yourself, it wasn't really relevant for Yaakov. L'darko hu olech, he's going on his own path. Ki ha'im yesh b'koach adam l'savev l'aniyah mashahu, elish ha'kadosh baruch hu ha'malicho? Can a person actually do anything with his own strength to make things happen and get things moving? Only through God. Can he make things moving? Therefore, someone who's afraid, right, is as if he is like a person who grabs a caliph's ears. The caliph is just walking by and he grabs his ears, right? Obviously, because when he grabs his ears, right, um, he is wakening him. to actually bite him. Here Yaakov got the attention of Esav by sending him a gift. That actually gives you the power, the fear that one has, and the gifts that he gives to the enemy, that actually gives the enemy the power, right, to actually bite you. And then he's truly in Sakana, right? And, and um, the Medrash actually gives a parable for this, actually, for this, for this idea um, that, uh, that it says a, a uh, Reb Chaim doesn't bring it, but the Medrash here that quotes this, that's critical of, of Yaakov, has a, has a marshal of a gangster that's waiting for on on the on the road to for someone to come so he can he can attack him and steal from him so uh the medrash says that the gangster on the road it was late at night he fell asleep and someone was passing and he stopped and woke up the gangster he says you shouldn't be sleeping here because there are gangsters right so the medrash says of course the gangster robbed him right You shouldn't have woken him up. You should have continued on on your way. Yaakov Be'etzim woke up the anger in Esav. It seems like from the Medrash, Esav wasn't angry with Yaakov anymore. He was doing okay, right? But because Yaakov sent him, right, sent him the gifts, that awoke in Esav something, an older problem that shouldn't have really have happened, right? So that's what, Rav Chaim Shulevitz is saying over here is from the Medrash you see a tremendous yisod that a lot of times our fears are what creates the problem. In other words, the lack of emunah and the fears are what creates really the problem over here. Um, and uh, 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 next time we meet, uh, we'll see that um, next time we meet, we'll see that, uh, that he's going to bring proofs to this and the proofs are very, very deep proofs. But we should think about this. We should think about the fact that a lack of Amuna brings fears and fears bring the problem. Yaakov was afraid of Esav and that got Esav started on wanting to attack him. We'll stop here. We'll take it up tomorrow.